0: Welcome back to the Vibe with Vic podcast. I'm your host, Vic, and welcome to the Vibe. Did you guys think I abandoned you? Because that was the word on the street, that I abandoned you, but I didn't. I did not abandon you guys. It's been about a month. I had to put my energy towards another venture that I launched recently. Um, It was my t-shirt and sweatshirt company. It's called V's, T's, and Threads. I will put the link down in the little podcast uh, paragraph so you guys can go check it out. But that is where my energy was going. And let me tell you something, um, launching a business on your own is time consuming, um, overstimulating. You learn a lot (laughs) and then on top of that, trying to watch all these shows, trying to be another like a con it's exhausting you guys it's really fucking exhausting but it's so worth it in the end Um, I am a part of the do too much committee I have a lot going on you know I have my full-time job I have my side hustle I now have running my own uh, t-shirt and sweatshirt company uh, I have this podcast and for some odd reason I want to be a TikTok star not really I mean I just want to get to the point of like you know not I don't even know I have no idea you guys I just I'm just out here I'm just really out here that's all (laughs) but I will say I personally that's some of the personal stuff the other aspect of personal whatever there's other shit that's been going on in the month of November, too personal for me to share on here because this is like worldwide and I don't need that to be worldwide, but just know I'm going to be all right. Um, and then I had a great Thanksgiving, you know, I saw friends, I saw family, uh, a lot of love, a lot of laughter, all that, and then it ended with the stomach bug. Yeah, I know, right? I want to tell you guys that I am skinny in the best way. I can almost see my box. But I'm also dehydrated. I have Stanley laying right next to me. And me and Stan have been at one. We're always at one. But when you have the stomach bug and you haven't eaten in days, yeah, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Okay? Um, I have a small bladder. And my small bladder hasn't been small bladdering. And that should let you every, that, that should, that should let you know that should give you everything you need to know. Okay. Had to think about that for a moment. (laughs) Like, oh my God, it's been a long time. So this is going to be a little bit of a rogue. I'm going to catch you up on the hottest stories that I think in the past month have happened. And then I'm going to give you my thoughts and opinions on um, the housewife franchises that I have been watching. If you've had TikTok, then you kind of stay close to it. If not, then it's like why you're here. I'm just trying to hit you guys from all angles. That's really what I'm trying to do, right? In the best way. But I understand some people don't have TikTok, don't want TikTok, and I understand that. Um, So that's why I'm here on this podcast. (laughs) So, what are we at right now? Um, Let's kind of get into the hottest stories. In the past month. First and four. Listen. Hashtag surviving Diddy. Huh? Who's been keeping up with Diddy? If you haven't, let me just update you on why this story is so... Interesting. Okay? Because I don't think a lot of people really understand why the... um. Why his brand is burning? okay? So, Mr. P. Diddy, Sean P. Diddy Combs. (sighs) I guess I can't really start right there. So let me just really educate you guys on why this all started to happen. So, in November 2022, there was an act that was signed by either the governor or the mayor of New York. It was called the Adult Survivors Act. Uh, And the Adult Survivors Act is basically any adult that wanted to file a lawsuit on someone that sexually uh, abused them, they could do it. And that is exactly what Cassie did to Diddy. So they did it in November. They signed the bill in November 2022, and the bill was expiring a year later. So the bill actually expired either on or the day before Thanksgiving, And Cassie came in hot the week before Thanksgiving. And she said, "Y'all, I'm ready to play. And apparently behind the scenes, she was talking to Diddy and his attorneys and saying, hey, like I'm either going to write a book. And we all know when people write a book around Diddy, they end up D-E-A-D, okay? If you guys haven't been paying attention or don't have the time, I'm just going to give you the lay of the land, but on a surface level. So there's all these allegations. There's been all these conspiracy theories. There's been all these stories over the years about P. Diddy. And I've stayed close to it. Like at least half of my, well, not half. I say say, a fourth of my friends. We've all kind of known and have heard things. And then we started really talking about it when Cassie says, I'm ready to talk and I'm ready to settle this so Cassie filed a lawsuit on Diddy and the lawsuit was for like 30 million dollars let me tell you something he settled out within 24 hours which lets you know everything you need to know and some people can battle with me and be like that doesn't say that he did it let me tell you something one of the stipulations of this adult survivors act was that you had to have hard core evidence in order to file. That is what the judge said. So if you don't have evidence that was feasible, evidence that was like concrete, they were like, we don't even want to hear it. So if she's saying that he raped her, sexually abused her, sexually trafficked her, all that stuff. And he settled within 24 hours. Oh, he did it. And there's been other things too. We all know in years of stuff, you know, people have passed away around Diddy. Let's first start off. We have Tupac, we have Biggie, we have Kim Porter, we have uh, Heavy D. um, And then why am I... And then we have Albie Shore. He hasn't passed away, but he was in a coma. Like So there's been a lot of things, a lot of conspiracy theories. If I say the word jaguar right, some of you understand what I'm talking about. If I say Sloan Bella, some of you understand what I'm talking about. Not everybody does because you're not in the circle circle of uh, the onion to get peeled back to this. And maybe it has not interest you, but that is pretty much the surface level thing that's been happening. Cassie's the first person that's come out against Diddy and they are multiple. He has a total of three cases that have been filed under this adult survivors act on him. And the way that Cassie did it was that she didn't just file on Diddy. She filed on his every corporation or like board member and labels, whatever that he's tied to So that is why they're like, this is our brand. This is our name. This is why we're settling out. So this is like top-notch shit. So Diddy's brand is burning down. Um, And I love seeing it because he deserves it. Because I believe he had a uh, role in his baby mom's um, passing. I believe it. I 100%. I know there's a lot of people that believe it with me too because there's this this so much. So much that I can't even talk about because it would take a whole episode to talk about. But yeah, like, y'all can deep dive on your own. That's just the lay of the land, right? So let's move forward from Diddy. Let's kind of turn this from dark to light. Now, I know a lot of you have been paying attention to the whole, like, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing. And it took me a while to like actually hop on, but you know, I'm there. I will still say, I do not like how the Swifties like to go after Kayla, leave her alone. So most recently, so let me just back up. This is what I feel like you guys are in my head, but you're not in my head. So I'm just going to let you guys know that I'm sorry that I'm jumping all over the place. (laughs) But if I, I feel like you're paying attention to pop culture as much as I am, but you're not. Okay, great. So Travis, Kelsey. Taylor Swift are now dating like he flew to Argentina or Brazil to go see her and she ran into his arms and it was replayed over and over and over and over again and everybody just loves love right he let go of his one place in Kansas City for another place a six million dollar place with more much more privacy and her heirs tour is done and now she has flown all the way to Kansas City and she's moving in and she has two months to play house with Travis and, you know, everybody's saying, um, they're going to be in Kansas city and then they're going to be in Nashville and la dee and all that stuff. A couple of things I need to point out. I need people to like give them their space. It's nice to be obsessed and be happy for the two of them or whatever. But they're still human. Just kind of let them do their thing, right? Like the drones and, oh, what are they doing today? Let's not forget, Taylor was actually stalked at one point in time, and having this much on her, even though like she understands it, he understands it, whatever, is one thing. Just give them their space. I also feel like the Swifties, well, I'll say this in the past 24 hours, Kayla, which is Travis's ex, Kayla Nicole, which is Travis's ex, um, commented on a photo of Jalen Hurts, said, fly, eagle, fly. And the Swifties came after her. Let me tell you something. The Swifties want to act like they're really like wholesome and nice and all this shit. And they're really not. Some of them are really nasty for no fucking reason. Like just leave Kayla alone. If she wants to be shady, let her be shady. Cause y'all hoes can be shady too. Anybody can be shady. Okay. But if she want to say fly eagle fly, that doesn't mean she's trying to get in Jalen Hurts' uh, pants. It could mean that, but he's art. He has a girlfriend. He's dating his business manager. So y'all need to chill out on that. Writing your like three fucking paragraphs towards Kayla Nicole, y'all are looking real weird, and like it. It's just looking. It's looking real weird. Just let these two ladies just live their lives and do their thing. Okay. Um, what else? Um, let's see here. What else do I have going on with that? Those are like the two biggest ones that I'm thinking about off the top of my head. (laughs) It's so bad. It's so bad because there's been so much that has gone on, but I kind of just want to like roll into the housewife franchises because we have so much to go over that's at the top of my head so I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back and I think the first ones that I'm going to talk about we're going to go we're going to go in order Potomac Salt Lake City Beverly Hills Miami Southern Charm we're going to do how they are outlined during the week okay stay tuned all right let's kind of slide into Potomac first Let me tell you something, Potomac is four episodes in, and I can honestly tell you, I am exhausted of Robin, Giselle is still a fucking liar, Ashley is still messy, Um, Wendy is just trying to hold her own, Um, Karen's doing what she does best, and I don't like the new housewife NECA, and for obviously reasons upon reasons, now we all know what's going on. We obviously are aware that the producers are trying to put two Nigerian women against each other. We obviously know that Robin and Giselle are are going to go for the newest housewife because they don't like Wendy. We know that Ashley's being messy on purpose, even though her fucking home life is just a hot-ass mess, too, because she's not divorced, and she's not planning on getting divorced, and she's still... Uh, living off of Michael's money, and she got her house, which some people are calling an Airbnb, um, and she got her boobs done. And, you know, she's just not really ready to be single as a Pringle, Ashley. Uh, Candace is still doing what Candace does is she, you know, still comes through with the best lines possible. She's working on her music career. Her and Giselle are not on speaking terms, really. They are just existing within to be an exi- Two, exist- they're tolerating each other. That's what I'll say. They are tolerating each other. Um, I will honestly tell you that I think the biggest question over Potomac is that how can a franchise exist when so many people just don't get along and don't like each other to the point that they don't even want to film with each other? Candice and Giselle do not get along. Robin and Karen really don't get along, but also Robin doesn't get along with Candace. Ashley uh, is pretty much getting along with everybody. Um, Wendy against, you know, Giselle and Robin. It's a lot. Rob, not Robin, but um, Karen's really trying to bring everybody to a neutral ground, make sure everybody can get along within the group and obviously I forgot about that other person Charisse because I don't understand why she's even on the fucking show in the first place right she's friend of no reason she doesn't really make anything you know I will say this the very first episode when they sat there with Robin they were saying Robin we were worried about you like your husband's making you look like a clown or whatever You know, she probably said the best thing she's ever said in all the years that she's shown up on this franchise, but that's about it. Robin is dumb, okay? Robin is going to allow Juan to do whatever he wants to do, and I've said it multiple times. This man has been cheating on her. This man's going to continue to cheat on her, and she's going to allow. He is the only thing she's ever known, and she's afraid to know anybody else that doesn't have the name of Juan. And even though people say that it is an arrangement, it is a forced arrangement. She does not want it to be an arrangement. She does not want Juan to cheat on her. She wants to be enough for him. And he's basically saying, you'll never be enough for me. Now, there's a couple of reasons towards that. I think Juan feels guilty because Robin and her family took him in when his parents and his family, like, died abruptly, like in the past. So they fell in love. They've been together since they were like 16, 17. They've had two kids. I mean, I don't even know how many times he's cheated on her, but he loves to cheat on her right in front of her face. And she loves to make excuses for him. And let me tell you something the viewers are getting tired of her. I'm tired of her but she's the only person that's making money. Because remember, Juan had allegations last year, um, a basketball player when he was a coach for Coppin State. So he has all that still going on while this is being filmed. So now he has to show up. And so he shows up and he says the bare fucking minimum, because he signed something so that he can get some coin. It's like, It's embarrassing. And I'm tired. Like, I'm really fucking tired of them. I'm tired of her looking like a clown and being like, I don't even know. Like, Robin has it in her. If y'all want to rewind back to season one, Robin can get buck if she wanted to. She ain't getting bucked towards the right people. She needs to get bucked towards Juan because I'm pretty sure he'll fall in line. And if he wouldn't, she could just kick him out and be like, what? You ain't got no job, ho. Because he doesn't. He really doesn't have a job. He has nothing to stand on. And she just allows him to do whatever. It's sad, like she has the lowest self-esteem possible, lowest self-esteem. Now the new housewife, Neca, okay, um, she's a fan, and she's coming in on fan energy. She has no storyline. The way she treats her husband, I don't even know. I thought like she was coming in like I'm wealthy, I have all these houses, I am Nigerian royalty, all this stuff. It's not even that. It is all based on Wendy and her husband unfollowing um, following them on Facebook. Like you're going to get buck off of that? Like it's weird, no energy. And I just can't, I can't stand behind that. Like it's, <laughs> it's nothing I really want to watch. To be honest, but I'm going to stick through it. I'm going to stick through it. I do find it interesting how Giselle, because remember Giselle accused Candace's husband, Chris, last year of, you know, she didn't feel comfortable with him and all that stuff. Um, But then it turned out that, like, Chris was cheating on her, uh, cheating on Candace and all that stuff, right? And it turns out that was false. That lady came forth and said, all them allegations are false. I made it up like that's crazy but on top of that Giselle and Juan had some words off camera and Juan kind of came at Giselle but Giselle didn't feel uncomfortable with Juan I just kind of find it funny how like two different people have the same you know she tries to say two different men come at her but one she felt uncomfortable with and the other one she didn't it's like make it make sense 'Cause it the math ain't mathing on my you know, it's just not just not mathing on my side, right? Okay, so that's for Potomac. Let's talk about <laughs> Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Let me tell you something. Jen Shaw is in jail, but Heather always has to find somebody's ass to crawl up. And currently it's Lisa Barlow. Now, I'm not a Lisa Barlow fan. I know there's a lot of people that love Lisa for everything that she is as a housewife. Um, She is so far off the spectrum of, of being normal, which she's, she's rich, she's wealthy. And I understand that rich and wealthy people can be very fucking weird, but like Lisa loses me in so many ways, (laughs) so many ways, like she is, she lacks self-awareness in the worst way right? It always has to be about her. She always has to have a meltdown. Number one, I've been wanting to say this, but I haven't really been saying this on TikTok because, you know, I really don't need the Barlow fans to come after me, but since this is a safe space and this is my space to say it, Lisa Barlow's skin texture on her face is, listen, it's not the greatest. Uh, uh, she's starting to look like le- liquid leather because and she doesn't even hit tanning booths it's just all the tanning um lotion that she puts on her face you know what i learned i learned that there's different levels of tanning lotion for for the whites out there i i never knew that i never need to know that cuz i'm black right i didn't know that you guys have like but i guess it's kind of like makeup i don't fucking know but anyway she puts on too much self tanner to be honest um, she lacks self-awareness. Her fucking child hates her. I don't care what anybody tells me, like her son is trying to run away from his mother because he's so embarrassed of her. And, you know, he's going to be, he's going to go on a mission and he's supposed to be going on a mission to Colombia, And this is where I have a hard time because, her son Jack is like, "Yeah, you know, they're looking at Colombia like Colombia is a poor country." And I'm like, "Colombia is not a poor country, you guys." Like I guess we just never googled Colombia and like, "Oh, where is Colombia on the on the status of money?" Cuz Colombia is like median. <laughs> not poor, you guys, not poor. Um I feel like Jack is really closer to his father than he is with his mother and rightfully so because his father is normal. How his father and Lisa got together, that's a completely different story. I don't know, but she does lack self-awareness. The way that she needs to be heard, needs to have the last word, and the only person that's on the show that's challenging her is Monica, which a lot of people don't like Monica. They think that she's like Self, like, listen. I know Monica has like twenty one lawsuits out on her, and I haven't listened to that episode on Bravo Docket yet. Haven't listened to it, but I'm still riding for my girl Monica. Just like all you want to ride for Lisa Barlow, I'm riding for Monica. I like the energy that she throws out because she's like, "Nuck if you buck." She's like, "You got something to say? I I got something better to say to you," because she just doesn't take the shit. She is more normal housewife than anybody else and I understand that a lot of people out there are saying then why is she on the show if she's not on the same level as the other housewives okay let's just back up a moment if we want to look at Angie's house and compare that to Heather's house um then I don't know I feel like the houses in Utah are outdated number one I just feel like they're just fucking outdated like because Heather spends two million dollars on a house and her kitchen is not nothing out of HD If I'm spending two million dollars two million dollars on a house two million on a house? My shit better have a waterfall island. Do you understand me? Six people sitting up there, fucking two sinks, uh like refrigerator embedded in the fucking cabinets. Like that's a two million dollar house. Like no, I can't. And I wish Heather would understand that Lisa will never like her the way that she needs Lisa to like her. It's just never going to happen for her. You know what I mean? And Heather's a good person. She, at the beginning of the season, she was cool. She was rolling and going, being friends with everybody. You know, she was trying to redeem herself. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I want to make it better between her and Lisa. I'm going to do whatever possible. We are 12 episodes in on Salt Lake City, and we're starting to see the turn on Heather. Now, Heather and Monica are not going to be friends by the end of the season. Matter of fact, Monica's probably not going to be friends with the majority of the cast members on there from what we're hearing. I do like the fact that Monica leans on Mary, even though I feel like Mary's on the spectrum. And I'm not trying to be mean, but Mary's just different, you guys. And I think we all just need to realize she is different. Um, but I did like the fact that, she, that Monica leaned on Mary this past episode, went to her house. I believe she lied to Mary when she said, Mary, your house is beautiful. Mary's house is outdated. You guys, she has the worst interior decorators. Like who bought those chairs that they sat like, I, I, my struggle with Salt Lake City is that they are a franchise that struggles with styling themselves, and actually styling their houses as well. Like I feel like Angie K might be, and I will give it to Lisa Barlow. She does have some sweet fucking outfits, but Meredith and those fucking football shoulders, those shoulder pads that she fucking. I, I what are we? Nineteen eighty. And I'm not trying to diss 1980 because I was born in the 80s, right? But the way that she comes in sometimes, like, it's like, nah, Meredith, I need you to burn that outfit. But her outfits are not as bad as, like, Mary's sometimes outfits. Like, all of them struggle to a point. They really do fucking struggle, right? So Meredith launched one of her um, new ventures too. She has these earrings and she's like, Hey, you guys, I'm having this fundraiser, whatever. Everything's 50 to $500. Um, the price tags were saying twenty three fifty, thirteen fifty. I was like, where's the 50 to $500? Was that just for y'all? Like, she was like, I'm just trying to see if they'll go. No, I don't think so. Um, I think Meredith is playing it. She's doing a good job this, I, she's doing a pretty good job this season, okay? And at first I would be battling with Tanya towards this because, you know, Tanya, she likes Meredith, and I like Meredith too, but, you know, Meredith doesn't be making excuses, but she actually is standing on her business, right? Y'all like like when people say that, because that's the new word of the month. That's going to be the word that ends the year, standing on business, Meredith is kind of standing on business She's kind of saying whatever she really needs to say She's been saying it to Lisa Even though they both were kind of saying the same thing to each other Even though that they expect their friendship to be the same And it will never be the same It will never be the same between them They do not like each other As much as they want to like each other They don't trust each other And if you don't trust each other There's no friendship Okay There's no friendship Lisa doesn't have really an ally. She almost had one in Whitney. I mean, she did. But Whitney is like, when Whitney gets pissed, that's what I like about Whitney. When she's like, you know what? Because Whitney will call you out on your shit, but in an like an airhead way. You know, she doesn't mean to, but the I feel like all the uh, altitude in Utah be getting to her. But this past episode, when she was snapping on Lisa, got Lisa from zero to thousand. Take this mic off me. Oh, God, I'm so sick of this. She's saying that I'm not a good friend. I was living for that moment because Whitney's like, I just wanted you to be a friend to me. I just wanted you to call me. And Lisa's like, I sent you some flowers. I sent you some flowers. They're on the way, Whitney. I don't know. it. Like seeing that between them was giving me life. That is the type of stuff that I was like, yes, this is amazing. This is 100% amazing. And Angie Kay, let me tell you something. Her sunglasses are insufferable. Y'all know how I feel about them damn sunglasses. But she is kind of growing on me because I feel like she's kind of like the neutral party of it all. Like, even though she doesn't get along with Meredith, she gets along with Heather. She gets along with Monica. She tries to get along with Lisa, but Lisa, again, doesn't hear anybody because she doesn't she doesn't listen effectively to anybody but herself. She loves to interrupt people. Um, she listens to respond most of the time. So, yeah, like, I don't even know. Like, this season's been pretty good. People have been going back and forth. When Monica and Lisa were going back and forth, I was loving it. I was loving every single moment because everything that Lisa said, Monica had a response. And it's only going to get better, you guys. They're going to go to the Bermuda Triangle, and shit's going to pop the fuck off. And that's what I like. I like to hear it. So those are Potomac and Salt Lake City. I'm going to take a short break. I'm going to come back, and we are going to talk about Beverly Hills and Miami. Miami. All right, people, let's talk about Beverly Hills because, listen, (laughs) I would have to say Beverly Hills is one of my favorite franchises that are on right now because there's just so much shit. Let me tell you something. All the franchises have really been bringing it this season, Um, but they all have their own shit that they're going through, their own little arguments and disagreements and stuff like that. If I had to rank right now, Of the arguments that are happening I would honestly tell you that Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City are probably toe to toe right now and then I think uh, Miami and Potomac are one and two after that so let's talk about Beverly Hills right we're six episodes in they've been to Vegas um, and we're in the middle of an infamous dinner party so let's Start first things first. Okay. Now, listen. If you've been with me since the end of time, then you know. You know, I was talking all that shit last year of Erica. Like, who the fuck is she? Because, <laughs> you know, her, um, well, her husband, they're not divorced yet. But, Mr. Dementia aka Tom Girardi. I'm sorry you guys. It's not that's so mean, right? I don't know if he has dementia. I don't know if he's faking it or whatever, but her husband who is a fraudulent fuck uh you know, put has been putting her through things these past couple of years. Notice how I say he's been putting her through things. Listen the last two years that Erica has been on Beverly Hills have not been her finest, okay? She's been defensive. She's taken zero accountability. She's been a hard ass. All that stuff, right? This season, Erica is completely different. It is like Renna is gone and the Erica that we like and love has appeared. It's so weird how somebody's... Behavior can make you change your opinion of them. Now, is she out of the woods with all the lawsuits? Not necessarily. But I will say how she's showing up in this season has been refreshing. Okay? So, I like how carefree she's been. We all know that Erica's a performer. She likes to perform. And when they go to Vegas, she has the hookup because, you know, she has, uh, what's his name? Oh my god, why did I forget his name? Oh my god, I'm gonna call him Ricky and that's not it's not gonna be his name. Shit. Anyways, her stylist personal person, like whatever. I forgot his fucking name. I that's my bad. I I'm overstimulated right now. So his husband is part of my Magic Mike. So they go to Magic Mike, they're going there to celebrate Crystal's birthday. We all saw the episode, whatever. And it's Crystal's 40th birthday. We're really excited for it or whatever. And we have Sutton over here and she's just not for it. Sutton is so upset because she's not uh, brought on stage. And rightfully so. Sutton does not need to be on stage with these Magic mic guys. She wouldn't know what to do with it. I'm Southern. That Southern Belle in her would not be able to handle it. She was so disgusted that one of the Magic mics. Guy's head was between Erica's legs. She was so disgusted by that. I'm like, honey, this is Vegas. It's whatever goes in Vegas. When you land in Vegas, it's like you're a different person, okay? Like if I, I'm I'm Victoria right now, but if I land in Vegas, I'm Vivian. Victoria who? I'm Vivian in Vegas. (laughs) A whole different personality. A man walks up to me and said, what's your name? I'm Vivian right? That is how you are in Vegas because like anything goes, you just have fun. You, and you're not in Vegas for long. You don't stay in Vegas for a week. You stay in Vegas for like 48 hours, 72 hours. That's it. And you head home. And so anyways, they're there and, and sudden gets in her feelings. She wears pants. She normally wears skirts, whatever. She did everything that they asked her to do. And then they didn't pick her. She got upset. She got in her feelings. Her and Kyle got got into it. Garcelle, like, missed the show to be a friend to her. Gosh, God bless Garcelle, right? (laughs) And it was a whole thing. So overarching, let's kind of, like, reel it in here. The overarching of six episodes in, everybody's talking about Sutton's drinking. They think that is a big deal. Sutton loves ocean spray, grapefruit juice, and I don't know what type of vodka she likes, but apparently she loves to drink. Okay? Everybody has mentioned it. Kyle has mentioned it. Dorita's mentioned it. Um, pretty much those two have mentioned Erica has mentioned it, maybe. But, like, everybody knows that Sutton likes to drink. Sutton is worth so much fucking money, you guys. I whisper because I wish I was, like, worth that amount of money. Her hus- ex-husband is either head or he's one of the executives in PNB Bank. PNB Bank. When you walk into the mall and you see one of them uh ATM machines, that's her husband. That's her motherfucking husband. When it says PNB, that's her husband. Okay? Ex-husband I should say. I apologize, but she gets Three point, I think it was 3.6 million. She, she's disgustingly wealthy by just spousal support. That's without child support. <laughs> that's, that's without the assets because, you know, um, Sutton actually owns like half a baseball team. So, yeah, disgustingly wealthy. The one thing that Sutton wants, she wants a man in her life. She wants hot sex on a platter. That's what she wants. She ain't getting it because she wears shirts with cats on them. Um, also probably has to do with the fact that, you know, she does drink a lot. But she pays her bills, something that Dorit doesn't do. Yeah, Dorit's sitting over here saying that her accountant has been telling her, like or her manager, account manager has been like, you need to stop uh shopping, and she continues to shop. She has an IRS bill that's like a million dollars. And she's over here continuing to shop. And but <laughs> well, you want to talk about Sutton's drinking? Sutton can be drunk, but her bills are still paid. What can you say, Dorit? You can't say much. You really can't say much. Um, and I think true, I think Dorit does not want to be with her husband. We already know that. I don't need to say that. Garcelle is being so... Shady this season when it comes to Dorit, and I'm loving it. Her comment that she made about Dorit still having jewelry after the robbery, red flag, red flag. Listen, a lot of people have been saying it, speculating that that robbery was a setup by PK And I'm starting to think about it, too. I will say, you know, not to lean into Garcelle or whatever, I will say a couple of things about Garcelle. Her whole season, storyline, the season's about her boys, and I get it. I'm a little bit tired of it already. Sorry, my bad. I do like the fact that we are getting to know her kids in a different way. It's kind of sad to know that her child knew everything that was going on, that her ex-husband was cheating on her for like five years with somebody else. And all he did was Google and find out. And he knew at the, 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 the young age of eight years old, that's insane. That's so insane. But her feeling like how she feels like how her kids feel towards her. I mean, I'm already tired of it. I just need a little bit of a different storyline. But she's going to bring it because she always backs Sutton, and I like that. That's the one thing I really do like, that she has Sutton's back, even though sometimes she feels like she doesn't need to have Sutton's back, and that's something that her and Erica already talked about. So I get that. Um, Let's move forward. Crystal's going to be a little bit more vocal because Anne-Marie just showed up. Okay, so Anne-Marie is the newest housewife. She just showed up in last night's episode. And the thing is with Anne-Marie is that I don't know how they're going to continue to edit her because her husband is a part of that adult survivor case because they just, there's a lawsuit out on him for allegedly raping a girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know how the edit's going to be because he's an ex-football player and stuff like that, so... I don't know how that's going to run or whatever, but she's coming in trying to be the friend for all. And it's like, I love the fact that you're not coming in as a fan, but sometimes I wish you would have done your research girl, but I don't know. I think it's kind of like fair to say that some of us don't want people who are fans as housewives. And then, you know, we want people to come in fresh as if they've never seen the show before. I don't know how we feel like it's been like 13 years. How do you not know the housewives? Right. I do Oh, and then we have, um, I said Crystal, We talked about Garcelle, Erica, uh, of course, Kyle. Yeah, well, we all know what this season's about. It's about Kyle trying to find her way. Kyle is smitten for that kitten, honey. Uh, <laughs> smitten for that kitten. You know what that, who kitten it is? That's Morgan. Morgan, Wade what's her name? Morgan Wade or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very apparent that her marriage with Mauricio is over. I don't give a fuck what any of you guys <laughs> say. I I know, I just said it I yeah, mhm. It's over, you guys. They're not gonna get back together. And if they do, it's it's desperation or it's because of money. They don't have a prenup. Her and Mauricio don't have a prenup and they've been married. Also, he has a lawsuit for $32 million out on him, not for anything that has to do with sexual abuse or anything like that. Everything that has to do with real estate. So, like, if they get a divorce, that that lawsuit and that money and all they're worth, because they're worth $100 million. So it's a lot going on. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how they separated their money or whatever, but Kyle will be spending that money, too, because she still had that Herme bag last night. But, yeah, she's smitten for that kitten. She's over there getting tattoos. She's working out and stuff like that. She's doing everything to deflect that her marriage is falling apart because there's been a lot of allegations over the years that Mauricio had been cheating on her, and she just kind of just, I don't know. She just kind of, like, let it go or, you know, just acted like she didn't know or it wasn't true and their life was so perfect, and now everything's kind of come into heat, and she does not know how to do it. And it's coming on camera, on film, and she's treating Sutton like shit because Sutton hangs out with Kathy. That's how I feel like it. I feel like she's upset. I feel like she doesn't like Kathy. I feel like she, or not Kathy, I feel like she doesn't like Sutton at all. I feel like she's just, you know, faking it for the funk. Sutton is her scapegoat. Goat. Escape scapegoat? Scapegoat. God, what the fuck? Uh, for the season did you see last night in the dinner party when she's telling Anne-Marie, she's like, that's the one that's been talking about me and my workout plan. And then she looked over at Dorit and called Sutton a bitch. I was like, Kyle's being so messy and for no fucking reason, because when Sutton looks at you and says, where's your ring? And she's like, it's in the, uh, it's at the bank, which means a safety deposit box and all that stuff. It's, is this insane to me, which I understand why Kyle... Because remember, Kyle got robbed years ago. So I realize that she leaves all her jewelry at the safe deposit box in the bank because it's safer there than it is her own house. So I understand that. I just don't know how her and Mauricio are going to be, you know, how this divorce is going to be am- amicable. I just don't see it. What's another thing I want to mention? Oh, yeah, that's right. So last night... It was the we're like halfway through the infamous dinner party. We're at the beginning kind of it. And how this dinner party is like coming up is Kyle feels like she needs to have one. She needs to have an herbal dinner party, which means it's edible. Like, you know, people had weed brownies back in the day in college and stuff like that. But Kyle's like making it like a cooking form. So everybody's like having like five milligrams, 10 milligrams or whatever, just so that they can like feel some way like a body high, and she feels like she has to do it because she's not drinking, which Morgan's like, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. See, here's the thing. Kyle's like herself when she's with Morgan. She's giddy, number one. they are, That's not a friendship, you guys. Smitten for the kitten, that is not a friendship, okay? And they have a vibe. Something has happened. They've made out. They've done stuff, okay? If you tell me that they didn't, I just don't believe you because the vibe is there, okay? And more power to her, okay? She wants to go get tattoos and she wants to do whatever, let her. Let her do If that's going to make her happy, let her, right? But she literally looked at Morgan and she was like, I have to have this dinner party. And it's like she's been living this Beverly Hills life for so long with Mauricio, like trying to fit into a certain stereotype of being a housewife and of drinking and going because, you know, her husband is a salesperson so essentially he's building a team so she has to go to these things with him and she's she's not interested in doing that anymore so i feel like they've just fallen out of love on top of the fact that he's probably cheated on her and she found out and was like i'm done so um on top of that for this party she decided to invite three people three ex no two ex housewives one person that uh so many reality TV people want to shove down our throats. In particular, the Kardashians love to throw down shove down our throats Faye Resnick, and so does Kyle. I don't fucking care about Faye Resnick. She's the morally corrupt Faye Resnick, as Camille Grammer would say. And I can't stand her. Now, um she just says too much. And it's really disappointing that Jason really likes hanging out with Faye. But he probably styles her and that's money for him, so we keep a business. Um, but Faye is literally corrupt in like the worst way. Let's just rewind back to the O. J. Simpson case. Yeah, we don't like Faye. Okay? We just don't like Faye. But then we have Denise Richards, who just can't seem I think it's anxiety. She just can't seem to show up to a party sober, like she over drinks. And it's, it's looking really messy. You know what I mean? Like she showed up to Garce- Garcelle's showing and she was fine. Big hoop earrings, hair in a bun, a leather jacket. Cool. You could tell that she was sober. She shows up, shows up to the dinner party with Camille. And it's just like, damn girl, like you probably should go get in and out. And take your ass home. Camille probably should have put her back in that car. <laughs> but she probably already signed all that she could sign. And so she was in it to win it. And Erica laughing at her was probably me looking at her like, damn, this we're really about to go through this, right? Um, so Camille and Faye don't get along. And Denise and some of the ladies don't get along. So it's going to be interesting. We're only halfway through. I think that's it for Beverly Hills. Oh, wait a minute. Right before I try to end Beverly Hills. This animosity, this frustration, this anger that Kyle has towards Sutton, I think has everything to do with Kathy. I think it's everything that she wants to say to Kathy in the way that she wants to say to Kathy. She doesn't like Sutton. Sutton's friends with Kathy. She wants to scream at Sutton the way she wants. The way she screams at Sutton is the way she wishes she could scream at Kathy that's just my opinion because there's levels to the Richards sisters shit and it's never going to be reconciled no matter how many times they want to be in front of the light and act like they really like each other there's always going to be underlying issues that they never want to talk about because I personally have said this before um, Kyle has never been to a therapist she acts like she's never been to a therapist Um She's defensive. She deflects. She does everything. Like, just, it's going to, we're only six episodes in. We have, like, ten more episodes, maybe even more to go. So, this is going to be interesting. Real interesting. Um, Okay, so that's it for Beverly Hills, Miami. Uh, Miami's episode last night I barely was listening to because I was just like, I don't even know what's going on. There's so many things that I just find exhausting okay so I'm gonna list them out for you bit by bit okay so let me real quick here so Miami let's start with we're five episodes in with Miami we have dr. Nicole obviously they're trying to get pregnant again Um, her and Anthony are disgustingly rich It's the, I want them to have their own HD TV special. I love the fact that her and Gertie are really good friends and stuff like that. And that she's there to support Gertie and everything that Gertie needs because Gertie just got diagnosed with breast cancer. And so um, this is interesting. Gertie showing the support that she gets from her husband. Her husband's just a class act. Um, I love how the fact that Gertie is basically saying like this is how she wanted the news to be given to her sons, um, which was through her husband because she just can't handle it right now. But she's trying to navigate these friendships with the ladies and she it puts things in perspective when an illness or like a diagnosis come arises and then you have to look at things differently so that's how Gertie is looking at it and she's trying to look at people who she can and can't trust because she needs a support system for her to go through this cancer diagnosis and then we have Lisa now we know last season was all about Lisa and Lenny breaking up getting a divorce him cheating on her with the mistress all that jazz or whatever this is the continuation of it but now um Lisa has a boyfriend named Jody. Jody is known as Uncle Jody to her kids, which is great. Um, Jody is also very wealthy or whatever. And apparently Jody's been paying for half of Lisa's new uh, house that she stayed in because her ex-husband or soon-to-be ex-husband is just an asshole, just to say the least. But the one thing I wish Lisa would do, I wish she wouldn't put so much on Jody because she talks to Jody as if Jody is her therapist and Jody's her boyfriend. And it's like, I'd be exhausted if I were him. I don't need to hear everything that's going on with your ex husband uh, or soon to be ex husband and all the legal proceedings. Like, can you just give me a quick summary and then we can move forward? But, and sometimes you got to deep dive here, there, and everywhere. But the way that she goes in, it's like Lenny around the clock that I would be like, wow, like, how are we going to build? On our relationship once the whole thing with Lenny is over and done with. But again, he's disgustingly rich and he loves himself some Lisa. So we're here. Mm. And then we got Julia. Julia's like hit or miss. Uh, last episode, she was singing opera and it was like nails on the chalkboard. I think she's a cool human being. She went through some things with Martina and their relationship because Martina went through two different, uh, diagnosis of cancer. One was breast cancer. The other one was throat cancer, I believe, or thyroid cancer. And she beat both of them. And so we get to see them navigate their relationship. We get to see Gertie ask for them for support, like, you know, how to navigate the support and, um, you know, intimacy and all that stuff. That's one thing. So that's with them. Um, You know, last night's episode, I just, I don't really understand. We have, I, Tanya and I were talking about it. We were just like, ketamine. She's, what? Like, (laughs) we both missed it. And I still missed it because I didn't rewind it because I don't care. Like, Adriana, she's being messy. She obviously is upset with Alexia. Um Alexis, Alexia. I, I think I always screw it up, and you know what? I don't fucking care, okay? Because she's exhausting herself. Like, her and Todd, is she losing money? Does he have money? Does he want to Like, is he embarrassed? Does he want to talk to uh, Anthony, which is Nicole's uh, fiance? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it it's kind of giving, I don't know where the storyline is going, but she's still trying to uh, make her stake in it. Alexa is like, Alexia is like Teresa from New Jersey. She's smarter, but she's more bullheaded than anything else because she's never wrong. Everything she says is right. Never apologizes for shit. She can be exhausting as well, but I'm I'm barely paying attention to her because I'm too busy over here reading fucking Larsa to filth. Like... I can't stand Larsa and the fact that she's dating Michael Jordan's son, which we've already been through before, but now it's like, girl, please tell me if you're digmatized without telling me you're digmatized because you feel like you can't do anything without Marcus. Like Marcus was gone for five days and she had her, she threw him a fucking going welcome home party. What? Like, no, it's, it's insane to me. Right now, they have a podcast to talk about themselves, and everybody's forgetting about the logistics behind it. So, Marcus's father is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's best friend was Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen and Larsa Pippen used to be married. Okay, she I feel like she's dating Marcus because she is trying to get back at Scotty for there's like a sliver of a reason. That's how I feel about the situation. You can't take me away from that. And Marcus is not that far away in age than her oldest son. So I get it. Again, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Age ain't nothing but a number. But there's a lot of layers to that. Either which way, she's got a man now. She wants to parade around. Miami, with her man, to the point that Kiki is like, I just want to hang out with my girls and I can't hang out with my girls because every time I want to hang out with my girls, they bring their guys and I'm single over here and I'm fucking tired. And I like, I I get it, Kiki. She's like, I just want my friends back. And she mentioned that. But also we have Larsa over here being super fucking messy. So Larsa and Gertie were sitting at a table a couple episodes or ago and... Gertie told her about her diagnosis and Larsa went and ran to another party and basically told Gertie's diagnosis to all the ladies. So Gertie's like, I hope she reads her to fill. So I feel like I need to rewatch Miami. I think that's what I'm going to do because I kind of, I want to see how that filled out. I'm only giving you guys like half the story, but yeah, who am I missing? I feel like I'm missing somebody. Nope. I think I have everybody. Um, So that's it for the Housewife franchises. Um, I said I was going to touch on Southern Charm. Obviously, I have to touch on it. This season has been all about fucking Taylor and her Bible-banging ass and how she can never just take accountability for the fact that her and Austin slept together after the fact that they were both vulnerable. You know, Shep went and he traveled the world without Taylor after she found out that he cheated on her or whatever. And Austin and Olivia were on a break Oh, and, you know, some things happened and they just can't stand on their business. Can't just say, you know what, guys, we fucked up. We slept together. We can They're just basically saying that they kissed. Taylor is losing friendships so quickly this season and I love seeing it I love seeing the other side of this because so many people were like Taylor's been looking so pure for the last couple of seasons she's loved Shep we all knew Shep has been like he's and he's he cannot he he just can't be monogamous he's not trying to be it's not in him he wants to be a hoe for the rest of his life he really likes it. He just wants to be a bachelor. I feel like some people would be like, it's not that bad to be a hoe for the rest of your life. But it is if you're Shep. Because like if you've, Shep's been ran through so many times in that city and he has nothing to worry about. He comes from generational wealth. Um, He is, he doesn't have to do anything. He really wants a yes woman. And Taylor was a yes woman. And, and he faulted that up. And, 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 and now he's by himself again and he feels guilty. And, you know, Shep has grown a, He's matured a lot. I was going to say he's grown a lot. He's matured a lot. But the old Shep showed back up. And I was just like, it was only a matter of time, you guys, that he was going to start screaming at Austin and really telling Austin how he feels about him, that Austin suffers from imposter syndrome, um, that Austin wants to be him. Because, you know, deep down, Shep thinks that he is the fucking shit. And I love Craig. And I love Paige. And I love Madison. And I love how Madison read Taylor to Bill The I was living. She said everything that we all, all of us viewers, have been wanting to say. Because it's just been lie after lie after lie after lie after lie. After lie right? And the way that, you know, Taylor's pretty much come at everybody. She's lied to Olivia straight to her face. And you know what? Hey, I didn't like Olivia last season, but I like Olivia this season because, you know what? I'm going to say it again. Actually, I'm not going to say it again. (laughs) I was going to say Olivia's standing on business, but no, I'm not going to say that. Olivia has backbone. She literally looked at Taylor and was like, you can tell me the timeline as many times as you want to, but I still don't believe you. Like, Olivia's dealing with a lot. She's dealing with the loss of her brother. She's dealing with the loss of a friendship. She's just literally trying to navigate her life because it's looking a lot different. And she has her best friend who has lied to her for the whole summer about the man that she used to mess around with. And that man that she used to mess around with or used to date is the same man that she considered being in a relationship with. It's like a lot of weirdness are going on. Oh, I forgot to say about JT cuz JT loves him some Taylor. Taylor can do no wrong in JT's eyes. If if you asked JT tomorrow if he would date, if he would marry Taylor, he would say yes. I'd marry Taylor. <laughs> he thinks Taylor is just uh nothing can beat her. She's so pure. Gosh, it's so sickening to watch sometimes. Uh anyways, I'm loving every like Every single franchise every is, is given it, except for Winter House. I don't really think Winterhouse is given it, okay? I'm trying, but I'm not trying to the point that I really want to talk about it, but I will say this. Whatever his name is that's continuing to sleep with Danielle, I don't even want to talk about it. It's, it's, not, it's not even worth a minute. It's not. And I have been watching The Kardashians. And I do, I will tap in and say that I do like how Courtney asked Trashton, uh, about how how he doesn't deserve or why did he treat Chloe that way and how he doesn't deserve her. I love that. Tristan is a joke. You guys, he is a fucking trash bag, like call waste management and tell them to come around the corner and pick his ass up. Disgusting. He will continue to do it. He's like, you know, I need to have these conversations. I need to sit up here and I need to reconcile with everybody because I've been a trash bag for years. Motherfucker, you were a trash bag when she was giving birth to your first child. Then you went and had another baby on her on the side. And then you try to come. And like, I just cannot. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. The third time's a choice. Chloe's been looking like a fool. But this this season, she's like, Okay, like I'm just doing me. I'm taking care of my kids. I got what I need out of you. Now you can like go away, except for the fact that his mother passed away and he is really leaning into that. Like I understand that when parents pass away, it is a big deal, but his mother didn't even put him on as a guardian to his brother. That should tell you everything you need to know. Not because he's a fucking basketball player, because he's not anymore. It's because he's a fucking trash bag. Just disgusting. And I will say, North keeps on, you know, <laughs> North is humbling the fuck out of Kim, and I love that for her. Uh, North is her, is her father. A thousand percent. And I love that. I really think that Kim's a really good mom. I think she uh I don't know. This season's cool. I still don't like Kendall. You can't fucking you can't do anything, can't say shit to me to like Kendall. I can't stand her, right? Kylie's cool, whatever. You know, pretty much the main of the mains out of this whole thing that I'm paying attention to is really Chloe and Kim. Like Courtney, we're going through the whole pregnancy, the baby's here. Uh Rocky13 is the name of the child. Don't even don't. Don't. Okay. Don't. Okay. I have taken so much of your time, you guys. I think we've all probably hit an hour on this one. An hour indeed. But other than that, thank you so much. I am back. I didn't abandon you. Um <laughs> but You know, next week we'll be more back on track. But until then, everybody stay Stay classy. Cheers.